We're going to talk about love bombing and a book that was created, as well as narcissism and gaslighting. I want to talk about something that I came across recently. It's about love bombing. I have no idea what that was, and so I was kind of interested. There was a young lady called Stina Sanders, and she wrote a book. She's British. In her book, she talks about red flags when in relationships. The book is called Not the One, A Woman's Guide to Identifying Red Flags. I'm thinking to myself, this is not just for women. Uh, this is for men, too, because I've had a relationship exactly how she describes what's going on. This is a book that'll teach women potentially how to look for red flags. Sometimes love is blind, and sometimes you can't see it when you're in it. Let's listen to what she has to say uh, with a partial interview uh, that I found. Gaslighting is a manipulation tactic that abusers use to basically doubt yourself. So, for example, if you notice that your abuser, or you have evidence that your abuser has been lying to you, and you say, you know, I've caught you lying, and they say, no, I didn't, I never said that, you're crazy, you know, you're, it's all in your head, that's gaslighting, it makes you doubt your sort of sense of reality. So I was going to ask you, I mean, you, you've had relationships where you were had gaslighting experience, yeah. so to say? Yeah. No, I mean, so after my... Um, I was engaged right out of high school, and... Um, that early you experienced it? No, the second relationship. Second relationship after high school. Oh. So, the... Um, I met somebody... Um, I happened to be... I was moved back with my parents after I broke off my engagement. I was in my early 20s, and was living with my parents, and I w it was back in the days of Yahoo Messenger... And I got a message from someone random and said, hey, why are you on my friends list? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know you. And they're like, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, I just think it's weird that you're there. So we start talking. You know, he says he's a teacher and, you know, he lives in Pennsylvania. And I was living in um, Asheville County at the time. And, um, you know, we went on some dates and we started dating. But there were things that didn't make sense to me. And things that I, I felt that I knew were true, but couldn't prove. Um, so, like for 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 instance, um, he wouldn't give me his home phone number. Like this was when landlines were still a thing. Yeah. Um, he would only give me his cell phone number, and um, when I asked why, you know, he made some excuse for it or whatever, and I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, he doesn't have a landline or whatever. And, um, which was, you know, not really a common thing back then. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I called the operator, which was a thing, God, this was early, early 2000s, called the operator and asked for his name and the town that he told me he was from. It's like the 1800s. You're right. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so they gave me, they gave me a number for him and I called the number and the the phone picked up and it was and it sounded just like him hello and I, and I couldn't say anything I was just listening and I hung up and then I called it again and this time I hear a woman in the background go why don't you just hang up the phone and plug the phone and we had been seeing each other for a while at that point and um so I hung up the phone and I'm like, oh my God, 
I caught him. He's with someone right now. And um, so I text him and I'm like, you need to call me right now. Call me right now. I need to know where are you, you know, whatever. So um, he texts me back and he says, I'll come to you. So he comes and he gets me and I'm like, you have a landline. Like, I I heard you. I heard you and I heard you with another woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that wasn't me. That I don't know who that was. Um, I'll drive you to my apart, quote unquote apartment that I live at. Mm-hmm. So we drove to this apartment complex and he points at a window and says, that's where I live. We didn't go inside. He didn't tell me. You didn't say, okay, so let's go up. I want to see. No, I, I, I was <laughs> I speechless. I was speechless. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I partly didn't want to know. Uh-huh. I think subconsciously, I really didn't want to know. But he did that so many times where, like, I knew he was going to cancel plans on me. Anytime it was a major holiday or anything, like, something would come up or, like, and then he would make me feel guilty for, like, being, for feeling bad, you know, for, be like, being upset, like, when he missed my birthday on New Year's Eve you know, like, but I found out after two years of being together that he was actually married. But he used gaslighting constantly on me. And he made me feel like I was crazy. That I shouldn't feel the way that I felt. That I shouldn't, that I, that, you know, how dare I not believe him. You know, how, you know, that, um, oh, he has proof. He has proof of all these things. Like, he got a, he got a voicemail from a female on his phone because I knew I found out his password mm-hmm. hey where are you what are you doing anyway I just wanted to call love you bye and I'm like who the hell is that and he's like oh well it's just it's a friend we're just friends and I'm like really like I don't believe you oh yeah we're just here I'll prove it to you he calls the number and he's like hey it's me oh yeah no everything's fine um, hey, would you, I'm going to call your phone. Would you just let it go to voicemail? Sure. He calls the voicemail and it's a male voice. Hey, this is so-and-so and so-and-so. Uh, we can't come to the phone right now. Leave a message. <laughs> and he's like, see, she's married. I couldn't possibly doing be doing anything with her. You're crazy. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess, <laughs> you know, and I started to write down everything because I literally felt like I was going insane. I, he made me feel insane. He made me feel that nothing that I thought or felt was true. Everything was just a misunderstanding. You know, I wouldn't necessarily say that you would you would call that being insane. When it's like someone you had concerns. When, but when someone tells you that your reality is something other than what you think it is. It makes you feel crazy. It makes you feel like they're telling you, oh no, you shouldn't feel that way. You shouldn't think that. You're living, you know, you're, you know, what you're experiencing isn't real. <laughs> and that's gaslighting. That's gaslighting. Yeah. It's not a pleasant feeling. <laughs> and that's why I, in most of my relationships, that's why I keep a diary and I keep an online journal of all of my interactions because since that relationship, I've never been able to trust men because I never because and I have to keep a timetable of when things happen because people try to manipulate situations and like make things seem like they're that they're different from what they are and I need proof to be able to go back and say no that's not how it happened right well 
I mean, I, I do that too, unfortunately, but it, it's almost like a waste of time and you're still living in the past. No, it's not fun. So it's, it's, not, it's not beneficial. No, it's definitely not. But when you're in that kind of relationship and you're with someone that's, that's gaslighting you, um, there's kind of no other way to live, you know, other than to get out, you know. Yeah. And it's very difficult to, it's very difficult to see, you know. But if you, I think one of the things that my therapist always tells me is to trust my gut. And when you're in a relationship where someone's gaslighting you, um, it's very difficult to do that. You constantly second guess how you feel. You second guess what you think. You replay things in your mind like, is that how it went? Is that really what I said? Is that really what they said? You know, and that's why I continue to write everything down because I didn't like people telling me that things were one way when I knew they weren't. Right. Yeah, I kind of had a relationship like that. And it was years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when I was dating a girl named Jenny. Mm. And she she was engaged to be married mm. to somebody. Yeah. And there was a couple times where she wanted me, she wanted to date me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Why would you even bring that up when you're engaged to be married to this guy? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking a lot of things in my head where, you know, she just wanted to have a one night stand and I, I told her that I wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she, we, we kept on hanging out at the same spot because mm-hmm. there was a, like a video game store mm-hmm. and it was a main spot where, where, you know, me and some of the guys hung out Right. and she worked there. Yeah. So... I mean, this this relationship with me and her kept on going on, and she gave me. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't know what this meant at the time, but yeah, she she took off a tab of a pop can and she gave it to me. I really and remember back that. then, yeah, it, it meant that this was a free pass to get fucked. Oh, yeah, okay. So, <laughs> and it was called a fuck tab. I never got that. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, it, it's it's something totally different yeah. now. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I didn't know what that was, and I'm like, "Why are you giving me this this trash?" Right, <laughs> you know, right. Why? Thought. Thank you. I'll recycle this for you. <laughs> right. And at the same time, this this Indian guy was interested in dating her, mm-hmm. even though she was engaged to be married. Right. Well, within some guys within a no, month. Some guys have no shame. And no, because she was. <laughs> Uh, she was exuding like she didn't want to be in this relationship and she didn't want to get married to this guy and this guy's an alcoholic and there's all kinds of other stories and he's cheated on me and I'm not sure what to do and it's like well if you love the guy then you know or call off the marriage right she wouldn't do any of it mm-hmm. so you know eventually you know she she kind of convinced me that we should date and she and did she tell you she broke off her relationship with the guy yeah i gave her an ultimatum it's like i'm not going to date you unless you break off your engagement yeah yeah Hmm. so she did Mm -hmm. and you know we went out together and and i met her parents and her parents were questionable because she just jumped out of a marriage 
And she kept on saying, you know, everything is fine. And all of a sudden, you know, she, her, I don't know what you would call it, like her engaged husband mm -hmm. or fiance. boyfriend right. or fiance, yeah. right. whatever you want to call him. Yeah. He called. Yeah. And I can hear him. Sure. On the phone. Yeah. And he, he goes, I want you back and everything else. And I love you. And she said, I love you too. Even though I was in the other room. Yeah. It was loud enough where I can hear, you can hear it. it. Yeah. So, and then when she got off the phone, she totally lied, and yeah. it's like, what did she say? You know, she she totally lied to me right in front mm -hmm. front of my face, and I know what I heard. Right. And it's not like it was it was garbled or fuzzy or anything. It was clear. Right. And I heard her clear as day that she said she loved him too. So is that so is that your definition? That's the definition of gaslighting, right? When someone makes you feel that the reality that you experienced is not true. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So she told me that um, I didn't hear her right, and mm -hmm. I didn't really say that. Right. And, and I'm like, well, I was right there. I know. Yeah. That it is. It, it's a really awful feeling to to live in a reality where someone keeps telling you, oh, that's not how it happened you didn't understand or you didn't hear right or you didn't you know or that's not the way it was actually said you know it makes you feel insane right you know it's not a good feeling so what happens if two people have been burned like that get together and they don't believe each other i don't know i mean that's what we're in you know <laughs> <laughs> um, so it gets to be a problem it does get to be a we're, problem where both is, of the trust, parties trust, are writing things trust, down Trust. No, and that's exactly right. I mean, yeah, you're not the only one that does that. I do it too because because I've been told that my reality is not true and the things that I've experienced are not true and the way that I feel is not right. And, and so now I have to feel like I have to validate every experience I have by writing it down and making sure that I document everything because I don't like being told that what I experienced is not true or not reality or not my reality or shouldn't feel a certain way. You know, so I write it all down because, you know, and it, it, it is exhausting. And I will, I will say, though, I've stopped writing things down as much as I used to um, after learning about Buddhism and meditation and living in the moment and not dwelling on things. Um, my, favorite, my favorite phrase, and I keep repeating it to myself, is that if you're depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you're living too much in the future. That you cannot experience life or be happy unless you live in the moment. Yeah. And so there's no, you know, I would say in terms of gaslighting that no one can take away your experience of reality from yourself. And if someone tells you that you shouldn't feel a certain way or you shouldn't think a certain way, it is not their right to say that. Everybody has their own experiences. If you say you're uncomfortable, or you say that you've been hurt, that is your reality. And and a good partner accepts that mm -hmm. and and cares, you know, rather than saying you shouldn't feel that way, here's how you should feel, or something like that. Yeah, nobody should tell you how you should feel mm -mm. at no. all. No, not at all. Everybody has their own experience. And and being a good person and being is being empathetic and trying to be understanding, even if you don't understand what they're going through, um, even if you've never been in those circumstances. Um, 
but I would, I mean, I would say that two people that have dealt with trauma, um, it is hard to be in a relationship. Um, I mean, I've done, I've read books on sociopathy, on narcissism, um, because I tend to be attracted to people like that. You know, people that lie, people that distort the truth, people that, you know, gaslight, people that love bomb, you know, all of those things. Yeah, because it seems exciting at the time. You know, if you lie or over-exaggerate over, over exaggerate what someone, they do. Yeah, well, yeah. and if someone tells you that, and this is the hard part, right? This is the mm-hmm. hard part, because in the beginning of a relationship, it is very, it feels very exciting, and, and the person it seems perfect, and, and you share all of these amazing things and stuff, and then reality sets in. You know, so it's very difficult in the beginning to differentiate between oh, yeah. a narcissist and love bombing and some of those tactics, those red flags, versus someone who's being genuine, you know. And I will say uh, that... Well, that could ruin a relationship, too, if, if, if the guy is being truthful. Right. No, it, it's, it's incredibly difficult, I mean, for either partner that if you've been abused or or lied to or whatever um to be able to trust a new partner I mean and I can't say that I have trusted anyone I've been with since that relationship I mean it was it was extreme I mean and I will say it wasn't even just him his whole family covered for him we went on vacation with his family um we went to um I forget where we went but it was like there was this lake and jet skiing and all this stuff. Like New York somewhere? No, somewhere in New York and um, this island or whatever. And um, his family went there every year for, for summer vacation. <clears throat> and to me, it proved that all of my, you know, he was, he, what he told me was, see, you shouldn't feel insecure. You shouldn't feel all the things you're feeling because look, I'm taking one vacation with my family. So you should be totally happy. And I'd be like, well, so what took you so long? That's what I said. <laughs> I have that in my journal. What took you so long? Oh, he was just insecure. And, you know, he'd been burned by previous relationships. And, you know, yeah. and, and his wife was a bitch, you know, and all this stuff, you know, and all these things. Right? And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for you. Poor baby that you went through all of that. What a horrible person. Um, so we go on vacation with his entire family. And I'll never forget, I went on a jet ski ride with his cousin, this, his female cousin. And she was like, wanted to get to know me. I think she wanted to get me alone to pump me for information. Because it was obviously very weird mm-hmm. that he was bringing a girl on vacation with his family when he was still married. You know, now they were separated. But Did I, you know he was married at that no, point? No, I had okay. no idea. He yeah. t- so first of all, he told me his wife was dead. When we first met, my wife died, and um, but that's actually a kind of easy thing to find out. Now this yeah. was before I became a super sleuth, <laughs> researching all the men I date. Yeah, um, he he made he made me become that because I don't trust anyone anymore. So no, he told me his wife was dead, and of course that brought out the empathy. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like mm-hmm. how awful for you. So then after we actually started dating and he really liked me, then he realized he should come clean. So he's like, "Um, I have a confession to make. I'm like, oh, what's that? And he's like, 
my wife's not actually dead. My ex-wife's not dead. Um, but I wish she was dead. I just, but we're divorced, totally divorced. I'm like, oh, and he's like, but I, you know, I said that because I wish she was dead, but she's not really dead. Okay. Right? So he's, he's twisting right. things. So, but I was like, but he told me the truth, right? He confessed before I found out. So it like, it almost bought him a pass because like it wasn't, I didn't find out he lied, you know? Um, and so I'm like, oh, 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 okay, okay. Um, and he's like, you know, but that doesn't change how I feel about you, you know, or anything and, you know, whatever. So yeah, we go on vacation with his family. His cousin takes me out on the jet ski. She says, you know, his mom really likes you. I'm like, I, I know. And it's so weird. Like, I don't understand. He was so nervous to come on this trip and I don't understand why. It would have been a great opportunity to say, well, it's probably because he's still married, but no one said anything. And even when I drove past his house and saw his four-wheeler in front of their quote-unquote old house that he told me he didn't live at anymore, um, and I drove to his mom's house, and I, and I knock on the door, and his mom answers the door, and I said, I said, do you know where he went? And she was like, oh, yeah, he was just here, but he just left. I'm like, hey, do you know whose house that is down the street? No, I have no idea. Which his mom lied for him. Which I don't understand. I don't understand why. Like they kept this whole fantasy going. Like he even had his family convinced to lie for him. I mean, it's sick. It's sick, and it twisted my head so bad that for the rest of my life I have had a really hard time trusting men. Um, because I mean, and and I and the worst part is I don't think he has any clue how much he messed me up. And this I was yeah, I was but- twenty three. You shouldn't generally say that about men in general. It's just him. He did that to you, and oh, that was his thing. But it's happened to me multiple times. Okay. Right? I, it makes sense on, on who you attract. Well, right. So so it, it, do I attract men who lie to me constantly? Like, how can I trust the men that end up being in my life if I can't trust myself to pick the right ones? I mean, I, I, I picked my ex-husband and we were married for 10 years together for 11 because I did my research and knowing who he was, he didn't have the capacity to lie. Yeah, but still that didn't work out in other ways. Right. Right. But I still ended up getting burned, you know, because I trusted, because I trusted people, you know? So anyway. Yeah, see, my, my cousin goes about it differently because he's friends with them first and he's friends with them a long time, I mean years, before he even gets in, into a dating aspect. Yeah. So he thoroughly knows who they are. But here, let me, let me ask you this. Um, now, this is a twist on gaslighting. Mm-hmm. And this might be a stretch, it might not. Mm-hmm. But in a sense, this is gaslighting. Mm-hmm. And before I ask you this... Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Um, you played that game where um, uh, you had to whisper a sentence in somebody's ear, and oh, then they pass it along. Telephone, right. To, yeah. Yeah. And then the last person, it's never the exact phrase of mm-hmm. when it was started. Yeah. So, gaslighting, it's almost like 
if I told one of your friends something and mm-hmm. your friend told you something else, mm-hmm. in a sense, wouldn't that be gaslighting because it's it's changed a little bit because it's almost like we're playing telephone? So, no, I don't think it's gaslighting. But let me tell you something that happened with him, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> so he was telling me one thing and he was telling his wife something totally different. When we... So, so I, (laughs) I was driving by the house and I noticed that his four wheeler was gone and I said, well, screw this. I'm going to find out who lives here. He told me before that it was like this African American family that had bought the house that moved in. Cause I was like, well, how come there are Christmas lights outside your house? Is that that same guy? It's the same guy. Yeah. Same guy. Same guy. So I, cause, cause we had been, we dated for two years, two years, you know, and, and Nothing ever made quite made sense. Nothing, there was something that didn't jive, but I was too scared and insecure to question because I, at the end of the day, I didn't want to know the answer. I didn't want to know because I didn't want to be alone. And he was what I thought I had wanted, somebody that was educated and et cetera, et cetera. So, saw the four-wheeler had left and so I pull up and I walk up to the door and she's on the phone and she's crying. And she's like, you told me you wouldn't leave tonight. You told me you would stay. I don't understand. I thought we were going to work things out. I don't understand. Please come back. Please come back. So I knock on the door and hold on. Somebody's here. Oh, so you heard that through the door. Yes, I did. <laughs> Answer the door. Can I help you? Yeah, hi. I'm I'm Beth. Um are you Jody? She's like, yeah. I'm like, Nate's wife? Yeah. I'm like, we need to talk. <laughs> so we got into a room together and I told her everything. I told her everything, told her how we met, told her, you know, what, like the, the fact that I had gone on vacation with his family. She and I drove to his mother's house and confronted her mother. And she's like, did you know about her? That same day? That same day. <laughs> and she's like, and, and she's like, well, it's none of my business. You know, I just, I stay out of his personal life because, you know, it's, it's not my business. He's, he can do whatever he wants because, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not my problem. I'm like, so you're letting him ruin people's lives because, um, because what? But she's a part of the problem. I know. She's a part of the problem. Don't lie for people who lie. So anyway, so we go back. Now, at this point, he had proposed to me. He had, We were engaged. He took me down to Conneaut Lake, told me I was the love of his life, gave me a ring, told me that, I, you know, that he wanted to marry me, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> and so I, I told her, I'm like, look, we're engaged. And I showed her my ring, and she's like, hold on a second. And I'm thinking she's going to go get a gun or something and shoot me. <laughs> she goes into the room. She comes back out and pulls out a box and open oh, a ring box, opens it up, and it's the same damn ring. He bought me the same ring that he bought for his wife. Wow. He was a piece of shit. So anyway. So that was her wedding ring that, that she didn't wear? Yeah. They were separated. I mean, they were working things out, but they were high school sweethearts. You know, they were married. And I, I don't know what his problem was. I, I, I honestly don't know. Because um, I, I still, and to, still to this day, I don't understand men like that. I don't understand why he did those things. Because it wasn't just me and her. There was another woman that he was seeing on top of it. 
Mm. You know, and I and I it, it it messed with my head. So she. Um, so my point was, I said, call him on the phone, get him here, have him take responsibility for the things that he said. And we're all going to get, the three of us are all going to sit down and we're going to talk about this. Well, he was a coward and he wouldn't do it because he didn't want to get called out on his lies. He wouldn't do it. He would not sit down. So he would call her phone and he would talk to her. He would call my phone and talk to me. And she's like, you need to come here. You need to come here and you need to talk to both of us. He wouldn't, he wouldn't do it. Yeah. He didn't want to be ganged up on. No. Yeah. Ganged up on. He didn't want to be fucking caught. Is what he didn't want to be. Right. Yeah. He didn't want to be caught in his bullshit. You know? And so, yeah. And even even after that, he kept lying to me. Mm-hmm. He kept lying to me and telling me, like, oh, it's over. You know, sending me pictures of the of papers from a lawyer. You know, and stuff. Well, honestly, <laughs> the only reason why he got fucking divorced is because she didn't want to put up with his shit anymore. You know what she told me? She's like, you're not the only one. She's like, I found letters from someone named Anne, someone named Joanne, somebody named so-and-so. And she's like, you're not, you're in a long line of people that he's been messing with. She's like, you're not special. I mean, and then on top of it, when I tried to break it off, he stalked me. I went, so I was working at a library in Pennsylvania and I went with my boss over to Pizza Joe's, which was next door for lunch. And the, the cashier is like, um, do you guys know of a white truck? Um, and I'm like, yeah, why? And she's like, because there's this guy that keeps coming and parking in our parking lot and sitting for hours and staring at the library. And to this day, I don't understand why, because he had multiple women on the side. Like, leave me alone. Like, if you have all these other women, leave me alone. Like, I don't understand, but no, he was, he was a pro, a pro at gaslighting, love bombing. He sent me flowers all the time, you know, bought me things, you know, like wanted to take me places. We had all kinds of experience. Like intimacy was amazing. Like the most amazing I had ever had, you know, I mean, not, I mean, I hadn't, he was like, I'd only had one other person aside, two other people that aside that, but. Um, but he was very adventurous, you know, and it just, so, yeah. yeah. But how do you get past that? See, that's the thing. Um, it's like all of that disappointment. It's, you know, I don't know if I were in your shoes, I don't know how I would be able to get past that. Um, I didn't date for a long time after I broke up with him. I was single for a year or two. And I started going to church and developing my friendships and focusing on God and praying. And um, honestly, I, back then in my early 20s, I had assumed that my relationship with him and the pain that I experienced was a punishment for what I had done to my ex-boyfriend, my ex-fiance. Um, I don't believe that anymore. I don't feel like anybody deserves to be treated that way. But um, no, so I didn't date for a really long time. And once I once I felt like I know knew myself, and I felt confident in myself, and I felt like I could trust myself, and I was 
very devout in the church. And I felt like I had a good support system. I started dating again. And that's when I met Tyler. Um, but I can't say I trusted him 100% either. But the one thing I will say is that the, the couple of things that showed me that he was different was, one, I met his family super early. And his mother told me that I was the first girl he had ever brought home. I was his first girlfriend, his first real girlfriend. Yeah. That was somebody that I could trust. He wasn't a womanizer. He wasn't a liar. Um, he was just very insecure and very anxious, had social anxiety, you know, whatever. But we had a lot in common, and I enjoyed spending time with him. Um, he was safe. And after doing some research and installing some spyware on his computer, I realized that he was, he was trustworthy, mm-hmm. you know? And it wasn't until I did those things that I felt like I could believe him, you know? Yeah. I don't know, that's a little excessive, but... But I needed the reassurance to be able to marry someone. I, because... So you didn't have that kind of conversation? You just... What am I going to ask someone, like, and believe what they tell me? (laughs) I mean... I mean, you can... A lot of times you can see by their expression or their reaction or I, I I went for a year dating with someone not knowing they were married. Well, you probably didn't even know the signs. No. And I... But now you do. But I didn't. But I didn't. I couldn't trust my own intuition. I couldn't trust... That's what gaslighting does to you. Gaslighting makes you question your own version of reality. It makes you question the things you feel, the things you think, the things you experience. You know? And so, no. Until you have concrete proof that this person is trustworthy, um, it's very difficult you know, for someone who's been through that kind of trauma. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. (laughs) I mean, the thing is, you knew um, that she was married, the girl that you were dating. I mean, I... Yeah, I I put things in place, so I I wasn't hurt, but still, in the end, she went back to him. Well, yeah, but that's a little bit... And she just used me. But that's a little bit different, I mean, than someone... I mean, if she, unless she was still seeing him when you were together, you know. No, no, she wasn't. Yeah. Because we we spent almost every day together. Yeah. So did we. So. I mean, that's what he kept telling me. I spent every day with you. I spent all this time with you. It was only you. How could you think that I felt any different when I'm spending all this time with you and I took you on vacation with my family? How could dare, how dare you think that I could ever be with anyone else? And he had multiple people, multiple people on the side, you know? I don't know. How do you have time for that? Really? (laughs) You're a fuck boy. You find the time. (laughs) If that's all you're interested in, Mm. then, then you find the time. I don't know. Yeah, I can't understand that. I still don't understand. You just waste all that time. I still don't understand it. And the only thing I can think is that it was ego. And and my friend the giant told me that men like that are a collector. Men like that like to collect women. They're not they're not actual people. They're only there to feed your ego and to make you feel better about yourself. That they don't serve any other purpose and they'll tell you anything that you want to hear in order to get that. 
Well, because there's something missing in their life or right. something that happened in their past. Mm-hmm. And knowing his mother, I could guess. This lady also covers four steps that she's describing in her book. Let's listen in. Your, some of your red flags here, the idealization stage. Mm-hmm. So when you get into an abusive relationship, it's very unlikely that the abuse starts straight away. So there's actually a pattern that abusers follow. It's called the narcissistic abuse cycle. Now, narcissistic uh, happens when someone has an exaggerated or overwhelming, inflated sense of their own importance. Uh, They may also try to manipulate you into feeling guilty or believing that you're the one being unreasonable and controlling. Mm -hmm. Now, I looked up narcissistic, and it's oversimplifying things, ridiculing and planting the seed of doubt, which narcissistic people do. So some of the signs, unreasonable expectations, disregard for other people, it's everyone else's fault. They fear abandonment, and sometimes narcissistic people manipulate or monopolize on conversations. I read to you gaslighting and narcissistic behavior from what I found on the internet. Now when you're dating these people, they're not a dick right away, and this lady explains it. So the first stage is the idolization stage. That's when they love bomb you, they put you on a pedestal, you feel amazing. You essentially fall in love very quickly, you're lured into a false sense of security. I didn't even know what love bombing was until recently. Love bombing apparently is when you're so over the top. They say, oh, you're the greatest, oh, you're so beautiful, so on and so forth. So love bombing is only step one. Let's listen to what else she has to say. Once they have you, that then moves on to the devalue stage, which is where the belittling, the gaslighting, the emotional, the verbal, and sometimes the physical abuse will start to happen. Okay, so this is stage two. They chip away at yourself. You become a shell of your former self. Then the third stage is the discard stage. Once they've done with you, they might have found somebody else to manipulate. They then leave you, feeling very upset, feeling very confused. And the last stage is the hoover stage. doesn't always happen. But this is when the abuser comes back for more. They hoover you. They see if they can still manipulate you. And essentially, they do that to stop you from moving on. Okay. So at first, they love bomb you and say, I'm like, oh my God, I met this girl and she loves me so much. And they start to suck you in. Then they start treating you poorly. They start to make you feel bad. They call you a liar. Sometimes it can be just subtle. Sometimes not. Then they go, I'm done with you, and they run off with some other woman or some other man. And then after that, they're not done with you. I'm going to hoover this person back in. And this is how this lady describes it. I've had friends that get sucked into some of these things because they're very insecure. So, you've experienced all of those? Or part of those? Yeah, I mean, but so I will say one of the things that is that is difficult to to distinguish between love bombing is when someone tells you they send you songs and they tell you that you're beautiful and they tell you that they've never met anyone like you, you know, and you're special and all of this stuff, you know. But it is true. How do you know? How do you know that it's true and not love bombing? Well, at least from my perspective and knowing you, it is true. But but that's my point, is that it is very difficult to distinguish between someone being genuine and someone being and someone love bombing you, because because the the honeymoon phase of a relationship, those are things that are thrown across mm-hmm. to each other, 
Um, and I will say, so look, I've done a lot of research into narcissism because I, I have felt that I might have narcissistic tendencies. Um, and, but the thing that I keep coming across is that if you question whether or not you're a narcissist, more than likely you're not because narcissists don't care. They just are. But I genuinely want to be a good person. I don't want to hurt anyone. Right. I think you use it as a defense mechanism. It's not necessarily you're narcissistic. Well, no, and I don't I don't think that I'm better than anyone else. I know my flaws. I know my insecurities. I don't think that I have, you know, uh, uh, delusions of grandeur or whatever. Um, love bombing... <laughs> it's difficult because here's the thing and and I and I know that I do this when you're in the heat of the moment in the passion of the moment sometimes you say things to someone because that is exactly how you feel yeah. you're excited about the future you want to promise the person the moon and the stars and so you say things without really thinking you're just more of like I'm so in love and I just want everything you know um, it's not intentional um, but I do know that I've hurt people that way, but I've also been hurt that way because I've had it done to me too. I had some, another person who was married, um, tell me they wanted to marry me, tell me that I was the love of their life, you know, tell me that there was no one like me, um, and that, I mean, they, they told me everything I wanted to hear. And I believed all of it. I wanted it so badly. Um, and then you start to run from it because of what happened to you in the past. Well, yeah, how can you trust it? You know? I mean, you have somebody propose to you over the lakeside with a sunset and tell you that you're the love of their life, you know? And, and, um, but then you might run from the guy who truly feels that. Well, right, but how do you distinguish the difference? How do you know the difference? That is, that is probably the thing that I've struggled with in most in my life. Um, someone telling you that, that you're the one, you're the only one, you're the only one they've ever loved, and they're seeing other people. <laughs> you know, I mean, what is that? Because, so do you believe what they tell you or do you believe what they are doing? I don't know. I, I wouldn't necessarily not trust somebody right off the bat, though, until they, they show me that you can't be trusted. Right. So if you find a reason not to trust someone, if somebody's with, dishonest with you about anything, that gives you a seed of doubt to not trust them about anything. Yeah. Even if it's minor, then that puts a seed of doubt in your mind, and you distrust everything they say. Yeah. I mean, that could be used against you, though. I mean, it's not necessarily good to nitpick the little things. It's just the, the bigger things are the more important things. Like, is he cheating? Is he married? But the is thing he... is, is that the things that, that the, the lies tend out to be small at first, right? And then you realize that the person's just a liar and they lie about everything. Um, but it's not a good way to live. You know, it's not a good way to live. The, way, the, the, the thing that has changed my life over this past year is the truth will out, right? The truth will out. It's a Shakespeare quote. Uh, the truth will out. And it basically means that in the end, the truth will be discovered. Mm -hmm. yeah. And 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 the, and 
in living in the moment and enjoying the moment is really the most important thing. And, you know, if someone is lying to you about something, you'll find out eventually. And in the meantime, do you enjoy the time that you're spending with the person? Do you, do you, you know, or do you spend your entire time with the person obsessing for what they might be being dishonest about? You know, it's not a good way to live. But yeah, I mean, as in terms of narcissism and love bombing and gaslighting, yeah, I've experienced it. And I've worried that, that it's been me. I've worried that I've been that person. Um, and I've done a lot of work to try to discover that about myself and determine whether or not that's who I am. Because it's not who I want to be. I want to be someone, like if someone were to describe me to another person, what I would like them to say is that she is kind and she's empathetic and she's caring and she's sensitive and, you know, and she loves deeply. Those are the things that I want people to say about me. Um, How do you know they're not love bombing you? Who? It's the people that are saying those things. No, I'm not talking about them saying them to me. I'm talking about them saying them to other people. Oh, okay. You know, that's what I'd like for people to say about me, not to me. I mean... Well, they'd have to say it to you in order for you to hear it. No, not necessarily. You know, people, if you, people will tell you what other people say about you. You know, and it'll either be positive or negative, you know, and it makes you question what version of the, what, what is the version of the truth? You know, do they really see you as this beautiful, unique, wonderful person that they couldn't live without or a liar and a cheater and an asshole, you know, which is the true version? What is the truth? You know, right. Because if someone is saying those things about you behind your back, are they love bombing you? Because the things that they're saying to you, to your face, are different than the things that they're saying to you, to other people about you behind your back. Or is that, in a sense, gaslighting? It's like playing telephone and then all of a sudden, did you say this? I didn't. Well, no, I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't even say it's telephone. It's just, it's two different versions of the truth. You know, um, I mean, I would kind of consider it love bombing. If someone, t- if someone tells you that they're the love of your life... But then tell someone other, someone else that you're a piece of shit. That's love bombing. Love bombing is telling someone that they're the earth, the moon, and the sky. But in reality, they don't really think that about you. They really think you're scum. You know. I mean, that's that's love bombing. I mean, I mean, not that I thought that the married guy thought I was scum. I was just in a long line of people that he was seeing. You know, I don't know his true opinion of me. And I could give a shit anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I've come across a lot of people that are like that. I think at the end of the day, the thing that makes me survive is knowing who I am. I know who I am. I know how I feel, and I know, I know, I know, I know me. And I'm a good person. I have a good heart. I care deeply, and I'm empathetic, and um, and that's who I am. You know, and so it doesn't matter what people say about me because at the end of the day, I know who I am and I won't let their opinion of me touch me, you know, and they can either choose to be in my life or not. Right. I mean, that's usually what I say about myself because I know the truth about myself. Right. And nobody can tell me wrong. Exactly. Exactly. It's like somebody can tell me that I'm the most gorgeous thing in the world and I know I'm just average. Well... 
okay. <laughs> no, no, I so, really. But the th- here's the thing. You have to understand. So I tell you you're beautiful all the time, right? Have I ever told you otherwise? No. No. Because I do look at you that way. I'm not love bombing you. I genuinely think you're beautiful. Yeah, but that's not the majority of people or my experience. Right. But but so, okay. So according to the example about about someone who love bombs and they tell you you're beautiful and then they start to devalue you. Did I ever devalue? Did I ever take back what I said? No. There were certain things that I wasn't happy about. I mean... There were certain things that I wasn't happy about, and I told you what those things were. But I never changed my mind. I never told you you were ugly. I never told you you were... No. I mean, so... But yes, there is a honeymoon phase of a relationship where two people seem to be perfect. You know? And as the relationship progresses, more and more issues crop up. And it's how the couple decides to deal with those issues that determines the success of the relationship. It doesn't mean that someone is manipulative or narcissist. It means that they're being realistic and they see the problems in the relationship and they want to address them. And the success of the relationship depends on how that couple chooses to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I did not deal with the relationship in a very healthy way. Um, I mean, we tried. You know, we tried to. You know, we went to therapy. We went to counseling. Um, yeah, tr- that's just not enough time. Like an hour? No, no. And, yeah, and I don't think either of us had the skills to be able to work through some of the things that we were dealing with, and especially because both of us have experienced trauma. Um, But I've had a lot of time to work through some of my issues, and, you know, so it's different. Yeah, it's like I always imagine, you know, the honeymoon extending to forever. It doesn't. It doesn't. But why... There's no reason why not to continue to kiss somebody or... No, no, or... no. No, that can stay. But the idealized version of the person, people are flawed. People are imperfect. People lie. People, you know, can be lazy. People people are imperfect. Yeah, people so, can also be sympathetic and yes. pick each other up well, well, and right, be exactly. support. But, but, but what I'm saying is the, the honeymoon stage in terms of of this idealized version of the person cannot last because people are imperfect. It's just, you can still, it's how the couple chooses to deal with it. So like I say, like one of the things that I know that I do that isn't helpful in a relationship is that when I'm hurt, I tend to distance myself. I don't want to be physically intimate. I don't want to be physically affectionate because I'm angry and I'm hurt. And unless the, the other person says, I'm sorry, or we have a conversation and we make up, I can't, the physical affection can't happen, you know, but that causes a breakdown in the relationship. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the other person has to take responsibility too and say mm-hmm. they're sorry or, or at least communicate or talk things out. And, you know, and so it's, it's got to be both. And relationships are hard. They are hard. I mean, they don't have... They don't have to be. They don't, but they're never going to be perfect. You're never going to have a relationship that is void of conflict, that doesn't exist. But then you wouldn't appreciate the good things if, if right. there were... if there was no conflict. Right. Exactly. Look, I was in a relationship where there was no conflict. Tyler and I never fought. 
about anything. I mean, we had conversations and we would have discussions, but it always ended up the same way. I'm sorry I'm not good enough for you. End of discussion. He would not change his behavior. He would not do anything differently. It was either accept me or don't. He probably didn't know any different. No. I mean... Or had the tools. No. And so I just continued to feel lonelier and lonelier and more hurt and more hurt. And neither one of us was getting what we needed. um, And we didn't communicate. Um, And so there was no conflict. There was no yelling. There was no fighting. There was no conversation. And it ended. Because neither one of us were getting what we needed because we couldn't communicate. You know, and that I think that is probably one of the hardest things in relationships. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess to get on the same page and, and mm-hmm. communicate in a way where they you each other understand each other. Right. So, yeah. Have you ever heard of her book? No. What is it called? The book is called Not the One, A Woman's Guide to Identifying Red Flags. So, but see, I have a problem because she focused in on women, which she could have focused in on both oh, yeah. because it's, it can hack me it's, either right. way. It's 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 both sexes for sure. I mean, my question for you, I mean, is is I mean, do you do you identify with this in terms of our relationship? I mean, because if you think you're being hoovered, or manipulated, or gaslighted, or whatever, I mean, I think that's something that needs to be out in the open, you know. I don't know. There, there was little bits and pieces of everything in there. Because mm-hmm. um, the only reason why I looked up all of these words is because you called me every single one of these words at one point. Well, I, called you, I, I called you a narcissist, for sure. Yeah, and I was trying to figure out, okay, so what's narcissistic about me? And I had to think over and over again. It's like, okay, so I gave this, and I gave that, and I, I gave myself. And I didn't care mm-hmm. about myself. I cared more about you, and I proved it. By doing, and I listed a ton of things. Well, no, my, my, my... So I didn't understand No, that. my reasoning for saying the narcissistic comic was just um, the over-exaggeration of certain things that you had said that I, um, that I didn't believe, you know. Um, it's an over-exaggerating... Over-exaggeration of accomplishments was always something that I had associated with narcissism. And then the love bombing was, you know, um, you know, like, and it's very, and this is why I talk about it is because it's very hard to distinguish mm-hmm. between someone telling you that you're the most amazing person on earth and sending you songs about how you're the love of their life, you know, but in the meantime, talking about you behind your back, like, and saying really nasty things. And so I just associated that with, with love bombing. Um, and then gaslighting is basically invalidating your feelings, basically saying that, well, that's not the reality. How you feel is not right, <clears throat> you know, and, and this is why, this is why you shouldn't feel that way. Um, you know, making you question your own reality. Um, those were things that I felt that you had done, um, you know, but I don't know. I mean, my, like I said, the things that I've learned over the past year and um, the work that I've done through therapy and through some of the books that I've read and understanding living in the moment and living without judgment. Um, and that's really hard for me, not judging someone, you know, not... 
It's almost like freeing yourself of all the negativity and just, yeah, I just, just having fun. Just being. Just being. Being. None of it matters. None of it matters. I mean, it's, you know, you, you choose to be with me or you don't. You love me or you don't. And, and whatever it is, I accept it. I accept it. I, I don't have any other way of being. I don't. Um, I don't know, because I see on your side, it, it's, it's so hard to trust. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I would be able to get past that if I were in your shoes. Look, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything to lose. I, I don't have anything to lose. I've lost everything that I, that I thought I had. and You didn't lose me. I did for a period of time. Was still there but you were with other people I mean you told me that Not really. yeah, you, I was, you I was told still... me that but you told me that though and you can't tell me like I you know I mean I saw you on tinder you know I mean so that's because you told me to move on when I couldn't but you did it anyway like you, you know and I and I don't I don't have any judgment I did the same thing you know I did the same thing what you know? else was I supposed to do you weren't there I don't know I, don't I know. still thought about everybody. You. Everybody in my life has told me I should just be alone. Everybody, all of my friends have told me you should just learn to be alone. You know, you you can't really be in a relationship until you know what it's be like being alone. And this coming from people that have never been alone, you know, and it sucks. You know, so I I don't have any judgment because I did the same thing. I you know, looked to see what else was out there and came up with Bupkis, <laughs> you know? I mean, I made a really good friend in the meantime, but not not a, not someone that I would want to spend the rest of my life with, you know? Um, but I just think that, I don't know, I talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. No, we all have issues, but... Yeah, it's just rare to come across somebody that's truly on the same page as you are. Yeah. But it is possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah, I never thought it would be. No. Mm. No, and I've, I've had lots of discussions about the universe and karma and... You think there's an alien boy out there for you? <laughs> no. No, I think I know, I, I'm disappointed. I, but I do think that <laughs> I think you can you you have that commonality and you have the compatibility. Um but I do think that there's always work involved. I I don't I don't believe that that there that anything is easy. But I have had really <laughs> I've been told in a very brief relationship that I had um that I, you know uh well, you know, relationships are hard. I'm like, not this hard. I'm like, you shouldn't have to try this hard. I said, and mm-hmm. I don't owe you anything. Like, mm-hmm. well, you said you cared. I do care. I do care. That's probably why you're working with him, but he's not doing the same but for you. you're not doing the work. Right. You're just expecting everything from, from the other person and not willing to do any of the work on your own. You know, and you have to do the work. You have to do the work. You can't expect your partner to do 100% of the work and you do nothing. And then just expect things to be different. Yeah, it's like you have to reciprocate the love. Right. And I, and I said, why, why do you think that I should have to deal with your behavior 
you should accept me for who I am. Right. <laughs> right. That exactly. would, that's what they would say. Yeah. yeah. You should accept me for who I am. You know, and, and I look, screenshot of therapy appointment. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm like, one therapy appointment does not a changed man make. Okay? Right. Yeah. Show me changed behavior. Mm-hmm. Then I'll believe you. Well, you don't believe anything I say anyway. So that's just an excuse or a cop out. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I said, I'm, I'm willing to sit here and wait to see if there's any changes to be made. And if you don't make them, then... That's not unreasonable. Right. Oh, no. I was, I was an evil, you know... Well, because they don't want to move or change. No, they don't. They want... You are, they're making excuses. You are supposed to accept me for exactly who I am. I don't have to change anything. You know, you know, you went on a few dates with me and, and you told me that you cared. And so therefore you owe me the rest of your effing life, you know, and like, that's no. just not how it works. No. It's not how it works. You need to grow up and like accept responsibility for your own behavior. And that's one of the things that I will say when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. You know, if I, and I'm not a perfect person, I've made mistakes but I do expect my partner to admit that they've made mistakes too, you know? And if you do something that hurts the other person, just acknowledge it. I mean, it's not going to take away anything from yourself, but you know, it's only going to help things, you know, it's, it's never all one person. Nope. It always takes two. It does take two, both for good and bad, you know? And yeah, we have, I always look at us, and we've had more good times than anything else. Yeah, no, I mean, I would say for the majority of our relationship, we had wonderful times, you know, and those were the times that I missed, you know, and I, I don't, I don't, honestly, I can't even pinpoint exactly what happened. I mean, I knew, I knew the things that I wasn't happy about, but were they bad enough for me to walk away? I mean, at the time, I thought, yeah. You know, I thought for sure, I thought I was justified, you know, in how I felt and I felt justified in leaving because, you know, obviously you didn't like me anyway because you're telling everybody I was a bitch, you know, even my own family, you know, and so I was like, well, if you don't like me. That wasn't really the case. That's what I I was was trying to understand. What am I doing wrong? That's not what I was told, you know, so... You know, so um, I thought, well, if you don't like me, then I'll leave. If you'd rather spend your time talking to these other women, fine. You know, have all the time you want. You know, when I was angry, I was very angry. How do you know that's not going to happen again? Honestly, I don't care. (laughs) I don't have any proof. I don't have any proof that you're not talking to hundreds of people behind my back. But at the same time... I mean, and I've said this multiple times before, when I walked in the door and I saw my pictures and my artwork on the walls and all my books are still here and everything, like I knew, I knew, like I knew you loved me. And, and I know myself and I know I'm the right person for you. How do you know? I just do, I do. All the times that we spent together, all the fun we had together, and I'm not the same person. I mean, I, I am the same person, but I've let go of a lot of things. I just, there's no point. There's no point in being jealous. You're either going to want to be with me or you're not. 
that's really what it comes down to. I was so threatened by all these other women, even if they were butt ugly, <laughs> I was still threatened for some reason, but that's because I had no self-confidence. And I've developed self-confidence over this past year. I mean, not that I think I'm the most attractive thing on earth, don't get me wrong, um, but I know what I have. I know who I am, um, and I know my worth. Um, so, I mean, if you chose to be with somebody else, okay, you know, but it'd be your loss. <laughs> yeah, I would say the same, the same thing. thing. Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. No. Yeah, I said that to everybody else. It's like, well, it's your loss. Right, it is their loss. So we're very, we're two very lucky people, very lucky people to have found each other. I mean, and we keep coming back to each other. You know? Yeah. What? Mm, you sound like a skeptical in that moment. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I mean, I just feel I was always here for you, or just waiting, or you were the one that had the choice to come back or not. Did you not date other people? doesn't matter it doesn't excuse the fact that I thought of you all the time well I thought of you too but but I just assumed that you were with other people which I was correct in assuming it didn't make me feel special didn't make me feel unique didn't well, make for me I wasn't with them I was still with you and attached to you and couldn't get rid of it so mm-hmm. I couldn't move on mm-hmm. I wasn't really with them, yeah, in, but a, I, in a sense. But I didn't know that, and I'm sure they didn't know that. Oh, they, they, <laughs> they knew that after a while, mm. and they were pissed. Mm. Yeah, it's like I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> You're just trying not to be lonely. No, I mean I don't care if I'm lonely or not. I don't really need people. Then why did you date other people then? To find somebody like you. I was always looking for that, the one, and nobody had it. They had bits and pieces of it, but not all of it. Yeah. And then I kept on coming back to, why should I have to settle? Well, no, and I always, and because of my self-esteem, I always thought you were settling for me. I always felt that you were looking for something else while we were together, you know? I mean, I felt like they felt. You know, I didn't feel like I was special. I didn't feel like I was the Even one. Even though I told you? Or did you feel that I was love-bombing you? Love-bombing. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I was just like all the other guys. How would I know until I... How would I have any proof that it was different? I don't know, because I did what I said, and I said what I did. But there were also things you were dishonest about, so I didn't trust you at all. Even if they were little things that you felt that were inconsequential, they mattered to me. You know, because any hint of dishonesty meant you were a dishonest person. You know, but I mean, to me now, like, I just don't care anymore. I, 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 I don't care anymore. Th- those things are in the past. And I trust, I trust myself and I trust, like, that whatever is meant to be will be you know it's kind of like that song mm-hmm. yeah you know so I mean if you want to be with me I'm here I always did but 
Well, I'm not, I never know. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going anywhere. I don't. I do, What? I have nothing else. You know. I mean, I'm looking forward to spending time with you. I like talking with you. I like. I like spending all of our time together. You know. I, I don't. You know, and we'll work through any issues that we have. You know. And honestly, I do think the universe is kind of funny, because in a way. It's showing you how I felt for a really long time, you know, and it doesn't feel good, and and it's we're just gonna have to work through things in reverse, you know, which yeah. is okay, you yeah. know. I get to be you for a change, you know. So. So then I can kiss other people, <laughs> even though I don't want to. On the cheek, sure. <laughs> you kiss as many women on the cheek as you want to. No, no, I I still feel that's that's intimate should be it's very it's very european (laughs) yeah yeah it is yeah because my even though this was uncomfortable for me my grandfather used to kiss me on the lips my grandfather kissed me on the lips too that was that was (laughs) still uncomfortable well that's your grand that's like a man and a woman but a man and the man back then Mm. you know i don't know my grandmother used to yell at him for it kenneth you know she doesn't like that (laughs) <laughs> but he would do it anyway. He didn't find anything wrong with it. And honestly, I didn't mind. I mean, my and then, Yeah, and even my mom did that when I was little. And she did that when I was sleeping. Yeah. And yeah. she pinched my cheeks no, and they hurt it, like hell. Well, it's, 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 it's all, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, it's all, you know, I, I don't, you know, I am affectionate with my friends. I hug my friends. You know, I mean, kissing on the cheek is a kind of a new, is a different thing, but I don't consider it to be intimate or romantic. You know, but but it's just it's all about compromise. You know, it's all about compromise and and being there for one another. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like that uh, porn girl. Mm-hmm. It's like for me, if if I'm intimate or sexual with somebody, that means that we should be in a relationship. But for her, that's a totally different story. That's just a, a physical thing that <laughs> well, she needs to be well, gratified. Yeah, and I would say, I mean, there's always a conversation that needs to be had. You cannot just assume that. Because I can tell you that that's one way of uh, having assumptions <laughs> that will get you burned. Um, well, that's how I connect with you know my partner. I mean, I'm not going to do that with everybody else. You're unique. In that regard, men will fuck anything. I'm not saying this. I've learned differently over the past year or so. I've been told that that's not accurate. But I, but for most men, yeah, be indiscriminate. And they can just screw whatever they want. And emotions are not involved at all. You know? And women are the ones to be that tend to be assuming about, oh, well, we've been intimate, so now we're in a relationship. Men don't think like that. A lot of men no, don't No, because think... I've, I've seen the opposite because right. <clears throat> uh, I've seen a lot of women just want to fuck, and that's it. And I know men that are like that. So you have to have a conversation with your partner on whether, like, did you ask them if you were exclusive? Because you cannot assume that that's the case, you know? I mean, you have to have that conversation. And if you want to be physical with someone and you don't have that conversation, you could get really hurt. If, if they turn out to be, like, being with other people and you didn't know. And it could be very unsafe, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like, I don't want any diseases. And, no, God, no. And I can have a lot of fun with just one person. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you jump from partner to partner, how do you get to know their likes and their, Some their, don't tr- give their buttons and their... Some men don't care. But that gets me off. Well, that's, that's how you're different. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm the same way. I like to have an emotional connection with someone before we're physically intimate. I mean, for me, I can develop an intimate connection with someone very quickly. Um, yeah, because I can't do it unless we're connected. Yeah, I can, right, same thing. But I will say that um, the connection can easily die, too, once you get to know somebody. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you do. I don't know. I'm still learning. I'm 41 years old, and I'm still learning. But I do feel more confident in myself than I ever have in my life. <sighs> Yay, let's all pee. <laughs> let's all pee. Take a break. All right, so I'll see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>